Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I've just had a laryngeal massage. Do you know what that is? No. Sounds a bit like a vaginal massage. Jessie, please, does do you have to bring it? that up? Well, laryngeal massage is what you do on your throat and your vocal cords and work yeah. that because I've been in rehearsals all week. So shout out to Lawrence, who actually is very kind and comes bearing gifts every time. And this time he bought en route some... Um, Braggo sauce, hot sauce. Um, last time, which would have gone perfectly with your dish today, he bought me his brother's a brewer for a Brixton brewery called Orbit Brewery. He used to work for Brixton Brewers, and he's working for Orbit Brewery. I'm not a big beer person. However, he bought over for one of my massages some beers, a sour, which was a tzatziki flavored beer sour. But you drank it, darling. I did. You could have brought it, and it was delicious. Yeah. What are we having on the menu tonight, Mum? We're right. So I watched a TV program. Yes. Jamie Oliver was in Scopolos. So he did a chicken with satsiki, oh, yeah. marinated in satsiki because he said the yogurt. Well, the yogurt makes, makes, it, makes it moisture. Yeah. yeah. It makes so, it moist, yeah. And you do it on a bed of onions and you make onion lemon rice as part of the use all the juices. Lovely. And then I've done a plum tort, which. I don't know what the difference is between a tort and a tart, but it's a tort. <laughs> and I'm going to serve it with ice cream or mascarpone or fresh cream. It looks like Sounds a fab. kind of plum cake. Looks very nice Gorgeous. anyway. Thank you. You seem very yeah. relaxed. You fasted well. It was Yom Kippur yeah, yesterday. I pray for you all. That's <laughs> probably, yeah, probably Thank a good you, thing. Thank yeah. you. appreciate that. Kept you in mind. Thank Went you. to synagogue. Yeah. Came home. Yeah. I made chopped herring. Which oh, was yeah. absolutely delicious. delicious. I had it with my friend Jill's kickle. Well, can you explain what a kickle is? Kickle's like a biscuit, a very thin biscuit. Very nice. Almost with sugar on, and it's very, very thin. And you have it with chopped herring. Well, I have chopped, yeah, you always have it with so chopped herring. It's like herring. the sweetness with the kind of tartness. Yeah. Yes, an acquired yeah. taste. And I made, I did get invited back to break my fast, but I'd made... Fried fish with Matsumi. Here, yeah. Did you wear it? Did you wear a shower cap? No, I didn't. I just did it quickly. But does the house smell of fish now? No. Have you got any? Have you got any chopped and fried for me? No. I did didn't you do eat chopped it and fried it? I did fried place oh. done with Matsumil and I'll do it for you this weekend. Well, if you want. we we do have a, a, a Jewish person on today. Oh yes. Um, we thought Prayed maybe for him as well. <laughs> maybe he didn't need your prayers. Probably did. Um, we've got Matt Lucas on the podcast. Yeah. Which is really great. Yes. Apart from the fact that he's an Arsenal supporter. Arsenal, a bit worried about You know, that. he's very funny. Very He's funny. also very lovely. He was very lovely on the Great British Bake Off. Very kind. Very kind. Fantasy football. He might tell me how to do it. Oh my God, imagine if you were yeah. on a fantasy football thing with I'd Matt Lucas. I'd love to do fantasy football. And he's got a new book that's called The Boy Who Slept Through Christmas. Very interesting Jewish man writing about Christmas. <laughs> Not that we ever celebrate it hugely, no. Mum. No. Yeah, sure. Um, allergic to raw apples, grapes, pears, and does not eat fish or cheese. See, the first thing that Mum said she was going to cook was coco van. <laughs> what is coco van made oh, of, Mum? Here. Grapes. Grapes. Wine. Um, Matt Lucas is already wine. here, and I haven't got any makeup on. Oh, quick, Jesse. Oh, God. Matt Lucas coming up on Table Manners. Don't let the side down.
Matt Lucas, thank you for being here. It's all right. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. I mean, when I opened the door... You're very youthful still. Can I Am tell I? you, you look yeah. much younger Do in I? true life. Oh, gosh. Well, are, no, you, that's are you 14? That's to say... I'm going to be 50 in March. You're not. Yeah. What skincare Honest do you to use? God. I don't use any, and I should. And I, I, watched, I watched myself back don't on the one show it. yesterday, which I hardly ever do. And, and I was did like, you think? Ooh. No, I was like, oh, you're looking old. You, really? d- you do not look old, darling. Really? You look gorgeous. Thank you very much. You look very use- useful. Honestly, I would have thought you I were in your back. late 30s. I'm like, oh, I'll take that. I Thank think, you. I know we're going to talk about the book, but maybe you should bring some kind of youth, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, face rejuvenating creams. face cream. Well, do you know what it is? I what would buy it? your cream. Processed food and neglect. <laughs> oh. Okay, there we go. Okay, well, on to that. Tell me about your childhood. Who was cooking around the dinner table and what were you eating? I was eating... I I was a very um, fussy child, food-wise. Right. And some of that I maintained in adulthood. Little anxieties and things, nervousness around food. And I will eat this, I won't eat that. So is this quite stressful for you to be here and us to be cooking for you and you not having... No, because I... Because... I wa- well, it was stressful once I went on one of those, and now it might be called Saturday Kitchen. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah, and they, and they made, um. They didn't make you eat snails or something. No, it was, because I don't eat cheese mm. and I don't eat fish, but they made, they, they didn't get that memo and they made me some, they gave me some haddock and what <gasps> I. In a cheese one. sauce. No, it didn't have the cheese sauce on it, but it was still haddock. And I was live on the television and the man had worked ever so hard. And he was very, you know, a very um, good chef. So, and I was on the TV and I thought, well, you've got to be well behaved. So what, uh, what, Did you eat it? Well, what happened was, because it doesn't matter. You could be the best chef in the world and this could be the best fish in the world. You know, I went to Nobu and I did try a taste of the, of the blackened cob with miso. Yeah. Because and, people... And? It's not for me. It's just, I'm just not... I don't enjoy fish. Nobu wouldn't be your place, really, to go. No, there's lots of other things you can eat there. I but know, I, but I like Nobu. I, yeah, I'd love it. Me there's, too. Yeah, there's lots of other food there. But I was on this Saturday kitchen and they gave me the haddock. And do you know what I did? I went, I did have a taste of it because obviously I was on the television. And you need mm. to be polite. I went, oh, this is, try this. <laughs> oh, very good. Try that. Good, very good. And I went round the studio and then people would have gone, Matt Lucas is very good to the crew, you know. Kind. I was palming it off is what I was actually doing. Very clever. No, and the thing is, for Haddock, it was very nice for Haddock. But yeah. I don't like Haddock. So, I'm not keen on Haddock. No, so there you go. So tell me about, are you, you're yeah, allergic so I, to some things. Too. Yeah, so, so I have allergies, like anaphylactic allergies. Raw apples, raw peaches, raw pears and raw plums. I've done cooked plums. No, cooked I'm, plums is fine. No, but I'm scared go. now. No, really? don't. No, no would, had, would you eat a cooked plum? Yeah, I've had a good life. <laughs> and I, and I, I have. No, this is quite stressful. No, you should have fine. said the plums was you not on the list. You can just have ice cream. List. Well, it's it's. Yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry. It's fine. If it's cooked, I'm it's fine. Cooked. Well, you better I could have fucking like, for cook instance, that. Like, Jessie. I wouldn't eat raw apples, but like apple, like if it was McDonald's apple pie, I'd have two. Oh, really? So it's all good. Life is good. Don't worry. And I'm, you know, David's funnier than me, so as long as he's still around, we're fine. David, But here's here's the thing. Um, Growing up, I was very nervous about food, but my mother was the daughter of someone who'd escaped the Holocaust. And so, you know, and my mother had grown up and father with rationing when they were very young. And so food was not something that you wasted or spurned. And so, understandably, you know, my mum was at home cooking and the food was to be eaten if, if it was served. But I would get anxious and um, mealtimes were often an argument. And so I would often what not eat, but then you... I'd hide in my room and I'd eat crisps and things. What do you think made you anxious about food? Do you think uh, it was because the whole thing was... So very... I, think, I think there's this thing which is... Um, uh, like um, there are some people called super tasters. Do you know about this? No. There, there are some people who have a very, very, very heightened um, taste buds where they where everything tastes many, many, many times stronger than it does and to you most think people. It's you. Yeah. So I think food often it, it's a bit like a lot of food is overwhelming for me because I think I'm one of those super tasters. Yeah. So I I look for slightly uh, blander okay. food. Um, 
and uh, also I'm a little bit on the spectrum, so sometimes it's just it's just how that manifests. Why but, did you come on a food podcast? Well, I do, I, well, I, I think it was made by his lovely manager, and I'm so sorry. I do. Apologise in advance. No, we'll I don't it, mind. You can we'll make your, it as bland well, as possible. Hang on, let's contextualise this. I worked. I, I hosted Great British Bake oh, yeah. Off for yeah. three years. Did you eat cake? I ate some of it, and some of it I didn't. It. I mean, there's some things. Doesn't matter how well done they are they're just not for me i'm not really a fan of quiche and so um you know everyone was making quiche i'm sure it, i no doubt it you was the finest it. quiche this in, in in all of christendom but um it just there's probably nothing you could do to get me to eat it what was it about was it the texture of quiche that no, got cheese darling no forget not all of them have cheese though it's Most the um uh the over egging of the pudding of quiche. Yeah, I see what you mean. But also, um, for me, savoury food should be hot. But was the, qui- were the, were the quiches cold? Yes. Oh, that's a bit sad. Everything's cold, I should think. It's on cold the in the tent. So back, back to your childhood. Yeah. You grew up in Stanmore. Yeah. Jewish family. Mm-hmm. Practising Jews. Practising. We will get it right. Bar mitzvah? Yeah, well, yeah. Bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. What no, well, <laughs> it was... Um, uh, so, uh, I was born in 74, so I was bar mitzvahed in 1987. Yeah. And, what was the, um, like, thing that... In so, we didn't... Vogue. Well, a lot of the people that I went to school with at Haberdashers did have sort of big bar mitzvahs. Mm. Yeah. But my parents were, were not together. And we, you know, we weren't one of those families with money to spare. So, so we, you know, so it was a, it was a more... Um, it wasn't one of those big flashy mm. Mm. Bar where well, you big shake wine gigs yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. No. It wasn't one of those. You know, we it wouldn't have been we wine gigs, darling. we no, had we had so we it was at uh, home. We had the lunch in that at home, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the next week, my dad had a party. It was in the um, community centre in Wildstone. So it was a different. You know, yeah. it was, but it was full of love and. Um, you know, it, it, uh, and I was bemitzvahed and I was quite religious back then and I became Chatan Torah. I was made Chatan Torah, yeah. What's that? No. It's a big deal. Yeah. The groom of the Torah. Yeah, so that was a bit... And I actually carried on going to Hebrew Shh. classes after my bemitzvah. That's how I was quite into it. But now I am an atheist. and uh, but, but I still do... Do you still feel Jewish? Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Uh, uh, it's a secular type of Judaism but yeah I mean I, I, I was with the family for Rosh Hashanah the, the Jewish New Year last week and um, I would have been with my family uh, to break the fast for Yom Kippur the Day of Atonement mm. but I was um, on the one show yeah I was similarly I was like gonna pop over and break fast with mum and I was in a fitting and a leotard for yeah. my tour so yeah, yeah. So it just goes that way sometimes. So That's we're work, in God's bad book for the year, but you yeah. don't believe in God, so you're going to be all right. And I'm, I don't know even if I do, but don't, I don't know. I've got guilt. I don't believe in God, but I, but I do, you know, I was, I was brought up, you know, my, my, when I was brought up, um, Saturday mornings mm. going to synagogue, um, uh, Sunday mornings going to Hebrew classes at the synagogue, Kedah, Sunday, yeah. Sunday evenings going to youth club at the synagogue, Tuesday evenings, more religion classes at the synagogue. Thursday evenings, Boy Scouts at the synagogue. So, so it was a big, yeah, it was a huge part, of, huge part of my life. And my mum worked at the synagogue. When I was very young, she worked in the, the kindergarten there. Then she became the assistant secretary. Um, my my uh, dad and brother used to help out with security. My stepmother worked at the day centre. My cousin worked at the kindergarten there. Wow. Yeah, so it was a big, it was a big uh, thing. So what was one of your most, what's, when you think about Jewish food, mm-hmm. what's the first thing that you think about that you enjoy and the first thing that you think about that you're like, Well, the big treat, the big treat was, um, you know, and it's still a big treat, is my mum's chicken soup on a Friday night um, uh, with, with lokshan, which mm. is, you know, vermicelli. Oh, you vermicelli. have lokshan? Oh, yeah. But you don't do, do you do matzo so balls as well? Matzo balls were really a big deal. A very, very, very special occasion we get matzo ball soup. And now I make my own matzo ball soup. But that was a really big deal. I mean, that was obviously that was the Passover, Pesach. Mm. So um, during during the eight days of of the Passover, obviously you're not allowed to eat bread that has been. You have to eat unleavened yeah, yeah, bread, yeah. and so you can't have pasta and you no. can't have um, bread. bread. 
So you eat mozzarella, which is like Jacob's yes. cream crackers, and um, uh, and is very dry and makes you, you a bit constipated. It, yeah, and you try and make it sexy. Yeah. That's a braai and you'll do all these yeah. different things. But one of the it. great things you can do with matzo meal is make matzo balls, canadlach, mm. and they are wonderful. And I have almost been on a mission to have as much matzo ball soup where I can in the world. So if I'm anywhere in the world and they have matzo ball soup, I will, so it's, all, it's okay. I make it at home now. Okay. Is your I've recipe been, good? Yeah, I spend about, it's from, from when I start it, it's 36 hours till it's ready. It's a kerfuffle, yeah. It's good, though. And I bought a 32-litre um, pot, so I'll make, like, 30 portions and freeze it. Do your family love it? They don't get... I mean, they've tried it, but it's for me. <laughs> no, I mean, they've tried it. My brother won't have it because my brother is kosher. So... Right. so and, it, uh, and I'm not kosher, and, and it's... I actually use kosher chicken. But he still won't have but, it? Yeah, because the, the pot hasn't been blessed, oh, has it? It hasn't yeah, been made kosher. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but if I got it blessed or things, I don't have a kosher kitchen. It means more for you though, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so and I, and I put in, I mean, I put in, uh, carrots, um, brown onions, spring onions, parsnip, spring onions as well. celery and leek. Those six. Yeah. Those six. And then tiny bit of salt, tiny bit of, um, pepper, a little bit of sugar and actually some Maggie seasoning and some of that Osem powdered stock which yeah. just helps Literally. yeah yeah because it does you need a bit don't you, you? put you maggie can't. seasonings or soy sauce if i don't have any maggie Ooh. which does work yeah and actually i'll give you a bit of advice if you're making roast chicken and you're doing roast potatoes putting a little bit of that seasoning yeah uh, uh, sieving it over the potatoes like That's you might sieve flour idea sieving it over the potatoes before you put them in the oven and it's really good. Oh my good. god, my mouth is watering. Yeah. That's a great idea. So you're yeah. a bit of a I actually thought of that myself. That's wicked. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay, so a negative from Judaism mm -hmm. growing up, I'm presuming it's gonna be something around fish. Cavilta fish. The wet boiled. Just the, everything of it. I mean I did used to eat fish when I was very young and I'd have fish balls and they were nice actually. I liked them at the time. Yeah. But um yeah, gefilte fish is a bit much. And so you know when you see you know like my my Grandmother was, a, as I say, was a refugee from Berlin, mm. and she would eat that sort of sort of herring on mm. rye bread and all Mom that. Mum made some. Yeah, I'm. That's yeah, not, he's not, not for me. It, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's not for me. Um, Thank you, though. I, so, would you say your mum was a good cook? Um, well, <laughs> this thing happened. So we had this kind of old cooker. And so it was a bit of a joke. The joke was, oh, mum can't cook. Like, that was the joke. And then she got a new cooker. And the food was the same. But I like, have always liked my mum's food, yeah. right? So, so um, sometimes you'd go to people's houses and it would be a little more sophisticated. But my mum, she cooked with love, you know. And we had our staple, you know, we had... Uh, well, what she always called shepherd's pie, but was actually cottage pie. Oh, because it was done What's with beef. Difference? Done with beef. Uh, uh, shepherd's pie is with lamb. Mm. Um, and cottage pie is with beef. So it was cottage pie. And she did spaghetti bolognese. Um, and she did roast chicken. And... Yeah, those kind of were rotated. <laughs> those three meals. But I, lo I loved them. I, 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 was, I was very happy with them and comforted by them. So you had you have a brother? I have a brother, uh, uh, an older brother. Did you get on when you were younger? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we you know we would we would you know he was my older brother, um, and our interests were different. You know, I was the sensitive child and like musicals and things like that, and he was uh, he <laughs> was you sound like he was quite a lot of Jewish boys. Yeah, and he was <laughs> like he was more typical, I would say, and 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 he was into sort of hip hop and things like right. that. He was, you know. He's as straight as I'm gay, you know. So, so, um, uh, so we didn't always have that much in common growing up, but we did both have a shared love of football very much, and we have a very harmonious, happy relationship as adult brothers. I mean, we're go very. To the football together? We go to the football together. We're very season ticket. So yeah, so I've got a pair of season tickets, and, and he comes. He sort of has first refusal. You kind of you're showing me, even though you're quite picky with food. Yeah. You have some recipes that I would like to know. What would be something that you would cook as a bit of a showstopper for Lenny and I? If we well, were coming I, I, over. I will say, 
It is. It is the, the that you can see. Yeah. I want to thirty-six. Thirty-six hours. I don't cook it. Well, what that hours. is is because I'm probably, you know, it's about six hours for the broth, but I leave it to cool on the stove, so uh, that I can scrape skim. off. The, I put skim it the outside. Fat. Well, that's a good idea. And then I skim the fat, and I tell so you, my, my, say, the thing is, no, my pot is too big. I wouldn't no, be able to I carry it. No, I put it into a pot. I put into a Tupperware. Oh. Put it with a lid outside. But I tell you a tip, a little hack. He that I don't, scri- I don't skim it like that. Yeah. I put a piece of kitchen towel on yeah. and all the fat comes off and you're left with... And the, the juice will drop away and you just take the fat what do you, off. You mean you, you, I mean you just, dab it? That, yeah. I dab it. I just put it over the top. And it absorbs and, and pulls it absor- off. And it comes off. How do you feel about that, man? Well, have you, ever, have you ever been over-eager and then lost the entire sheet yeah. of kitchen no, roll inside the seat? Get a bounty, you'll be all right. Bounty, the stronger, so corrupter. Well, you need to get the right bounty. You don't get a, a Listen, chocolate bounty. Would you know? <laughs> would you Would you try that? Or do you? Feel I'm going like... to try it now. Okay. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. Honestly, it doesn't taste of of, of kitchen roll. Something smells soup. like it's burning. Is that? Okay, fine. Um, so you do the chicken soup. Would yeah. that be a starter or would that be the main? Well, so yeah, I'd put. You see, the thing is, I'd put lots of chicken in. Oh, one of the things I do. And for some people, this is sacrilege. Is all the vegetables once they get very stewed? I mean, I quite like them, but I don't keep them in the soup because they've absorbed a lot of the fat. Okay. And um, once you've frozen your soup and then defrost they it, they get a bit sad. Don't yeah. You keep the carrots? So I actually don't, because what I do is I use these soup socks. Oh, sorry. So I put all the. I have these Muffin. thin. Yeah, but they're disposable ones. Okay. And so I put all the vegetables yeah. in a soup sock. And squeeze it. And then I put, yeah. And so it, 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 it works for me. But, I don't like so the name it's just sock. A, no, I get That's, it. Do you know how, what I mean? I get how it. I get clear it. is your soup? Though? I get it. It's clear. And the reason is it it's like clear. Is it tea? Yeah, I'll tell you okay. why it's clear. No, I'll tell you why it's clear and how it's clear. And this is the big thing that I do, which is, you know... What most people do with their chicken soup is they, you know, they, they bring, bring it to the boil and you get all the foam. You skim it off. Right, yeah. and people skim it off. Mm. Well, I do a different thing. I do what they do in Asia when they're making ramen or pho. Pho. Yeah, you know, yeah, I always thought it was pho. Pho. Yeah. yeah. You don't go to the Vietnamese nail bars. I need to. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what they, that's I, how you know it's pho. Uh, yeah, pho. Um, what I do is I actually... Um, I do skim it off, but then I decant the chicken into another pot and, and I don't use the first 25 minutes of that soup. Fuck. So I don't use it. You're quite wasteful, Matt. Matt. I mean, the, Matt, the, the, the veggies are out, the first 25 minutes are out. would you say you make a year? Well, I do this probably twice a year. Yeah, you see? Because there's, uh, uh, there's probably 32, 30 or 32 helpings. So, so your I'll freezer do... is full of chicken soup. Yeah. Have you got some in there for this week when yeah. it's a busy week of promo. I had some uh, what are we do? Uh, two days ago can I ask about you know you, you talked about your brother and you being very different hip hop musicals mm-hmm. you've basically written a musical with this new book I've written a musical yeah Is, was so the boy who slept through Christmas yes was this initially a book so the boy who slept through Christmas was a novel I was writing and I thought I would love for this one day to be a stage musical because I've always wanted to write a musical and then as I wrote the novel, as I was writing it, you know, creatively things change, right? Yeah. And as I was writing it, the, I was hearing melodies and themes and characters were coming alive in the book through song in, in my head. And then I realised, well, maybe I should write three or four of these songs and just sort of suggest to people what this could be. And then... Um, I wrote 20 songs. I actually wrote 21 and cut one because I didn't feel it was right. But I, I, I wrote 20 songs and recorded them. And so this is a musical novel. And what happens is if you go to uh, theboywhoslept.com, there's lyric videos of all the songs there so people can hear them. But actually... Are you singing all of them? I'm singing on some of them. But actually what, what it is is the book has QR codes all the way through. Right. And so as you read the book... Um, you get to a QR code and then point your phone at it or your tablet and then it takes you to a lyric video and you can hear the song. Or if you buy the audio book, then the songs just happen. If you get the the e-book, if you get the e-book and you're online, you have Mm. to be online, then you you click the link each time and it will take you to the lyric video. Which one do you think works the best, the audio book? 
Um, I mean, I mean, I, I think they all work, to be honest with you, in their own way. I don't really have a favourite because the book is designed to be consumed in all those three ways. So what happens next? Do we make this into a kind of like, you're going to become like the new snowman? Move over. We've got a new kid in town. The boy well, slept through Christmas. Or would you like it to go to stage? Could you do both? Would you do a, an adaptation for television? Because we'd all like that at Christmas. Yeah, so I've got this this sort of... I would love for it to go on stage. Yeah. Um, Is that a possibility? I mean, I hope so. Are you talking about it? No, not yet, because I wanted to finish the book and get it out. So when, when it was announced that, the, the, that I was doing a, a musical novel, yeah. one big producer did contact us... And um, I said, well, look, let me, let me just get the book out there mm. and let's just see mm. what happens. Mm. So um, my aim is to, is to turn it into a stage musical. And then I have a, like a dream that maybe it could be on television where you do an hour on Christmas Eve, an hour on Christmas Day and an hour on Boxing Day. And you'd, you'd do it as a three I one hours that. as a musical series. As a parent, I appreciate yeah. that. That's three um, yeah. hours of entertainment when yeah. they got bored of opening presents thank you My that's pleasure. amazing well hopefully hopefully it is i mean you've happen. got to listen to the music and yeah, see if you happen. like it it will happen i hope so i mean i'm really really fond of it and um i've worked really hard on it and and so i'd love to get it on stage and then i've already started thinking about another musical novel do you know oh really yeah you know my friend orlando weeks he wrote oh, yeah. a thing called the gritter man right and maybe you should do something you're probably already doing this but at christmas i'm being pushy jewish mother now mm-hmm. christmas time he he um what's that union chapel yeah and they narrated it and they had the music playing and it was like this you could start with that before the musical happens and you could kind of read it and yeah have, well, You're this, already doing it, aren't Well, you? this Christmas, um, on the 10th of December, yeah. there's two concerts at the Cadogan oh, Hall, right, which, are, which are, well, they're, they're, uh, 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 there's a group called... I love Cor- the Cadogan Hall. Yeah, it's lovely. There's it's a group brilliant. called Chorus, which I'm part of, which yes. is, a, we're a company and we put on shows, and we're putting on a big Christmas show. We, uh-huh. do, we do it every year. We do a Christmas show every year at Cadogan Hall. And uh, we have lots of uh, stars from West End musicals come and sing yeah. popular Christmas songs. But what we're talking about is taking two or three songs from the musical yeah. and performing them Amazing. in this Christmas show. And obviously we have a small orchestra, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, I'd love to do like a concert tour of The Boy Who Slept Through Christmas one day. I've got loads of plans, uh, loads of plans for it. Because it it's a rich story, you yeah. know, there's loads the in story? it. So the story is about... Um, uh, Leo, who's mm-hmm. a 10 year old boy and he loves Christmas and uh, that July his mother passes away after a long illness and he says to his dad wow, oh, Mama, look that at looks this really good. I hope it is <laughs> looks look delicious at that nosh. congratulations he says to his dad I'm not sure I can celebrate Christmas mm. anymore and dad says no 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 what we actually should do is have the best Christmas ever we've got to have the best Christmas ever mm. that's what mum would have wanted so um, Leo sets about having the best Christmas ever and works really really hard but everything goes wrong mm. and he wishes Christmas away and oh, no. then something happens and I'm not going to tell you what it is I'm in I'm in well, I'm, I'm in I'm glad but I've written this book for children and for adults and so, in a gentle way, it, listen, it's a funny book. It's a comedic book. There's lots of funny songs. It's a funny book. But it is a little bit a book about grief. Were you dealing you know? with grief and yourself? I've, I've had, yeah, I've lost people. Yeah. And so it is a book about grief and about how we, how we live with grief. Mm. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of children who this might be their first Christmas without a parent mm. or a sibling or a friend or a grandparent, yeah. an uncle, a teacher, somebody that that's been a beacon in their life who isn't there anymore. And so this is about how do we navigate this in a time of change and can we still smile? And so that's what the book is about. But it is funny and there's lots of funny characters, funny songs, and um, it's kind of fantastical in parts. And I'm re- I've worked really hard on it and I'm really proud of it. And I know it's not cool to say that, but I, I really hope people enjoy it tell me bit which bit of the chicken you like well i'm quite bo- i like white Breast. meat but i'm yeah, yeah of course fine. but i don't you know i don't have to have white meat i do Sorry, like the you're other you're the guest 
Wow, that you're very sweet. Thank you. And I'll know it's cooked as well. Thank you. God, it oh does God. look great, doesn't it? I hope it is. So this I don't is actually need too much skin. I'm I'm doing my no best skin. not to have too much skin. Yeah, just be well healthy. Yeah. Um, I not that the skin isn't delicious. No, of course. no. Um, this is this like. is um, tzatziki chicken. Right. So so it's roasted. Roasted, yeah. but it's kind and of then you have, with what do you have? Rice, onions. So this is like a lemon Ooh. onion rice. Oh, lovely. Very nice. <laughs> Will you have rice? Yes, thank you. Not too many onions, just one onion. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> do these things just come come out? Yeah, but they're not to be celebrated. <laughs> thank you very much. Would you like you some can salad? have more rice. Some, I have a little no, bit of darling. salad, thank you. Now, I've moved the microphone for continuity. I hope that's not an issue. <laughs> Which is your favourite musical, Matt? Oh, it's hard. So, So, one of the first musicals I ever saw was Oliver, and I think... I'm not sure I've yet seen anything that has moved me like that. Although, what was it I the Cameron love... Mackintosh one? No, you. Oh, the, I, I actually saw it in the Albury when I was five oh, okay. or six. But okay. the movie, the movie is oh yeah, unbelievable. Uh, so I love Oliver. Mm. I love West Side Story. I love mm. Oklahoma. Mm. Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. I think Jesse was in that. Fantastic. Were you? I was the bin lady. Oh. And along goes up at supper. Were you? Yeah. Wow. That was fun. Yeah. Wow, and, and where did you perform that? Oh, that's at Sussex Uni. Which um, was great. And I love Joseph and the Amazing Technical. Oh my God, me too. I love um, Starlight Express, which is coming you back. You like it, Lloyd Webber then? Lloyd Webber, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Jesus Christ Superstar. I love um, uh, uh, Les Miserables. Do you like some No, I'm all right, thank you. Les Miserables. Um, and Guys and Dolls is fantastic. Have you been to see the new? Yeah, twice. Really? It's brilliant. Yeah, and Katie Seacombe is in it. And Katie and I have Who played the Tenardiers play? often in Les Miserables. She's the daughter of Harry Seacombe. And she's on my musical. Who does she play? Who she's she in, oh. oh, she plays. Um, you know uh, the, um, the, the Salvation Army? Oh, yeah. She's part of, of that okay. oh, uh, group. Uh, she's the sort of inspector. The bridge theatre. Yeah. Anybody who hasn't seen it, you should go and see it. It is, it is sensational, isn't it? Thank Mum, this looks much. great. It smells delish. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When did you realise you were really funny, Matt? Um, were you always making everyone laugh around the dinner table? No, I've ever thought that. Um, I did stand-up comedy when I was 18. That's so brave. And terrifying. Foolhardy, I would call it. <laughs> Somebody must have said you should do this, or were you just like, I'm going to do this? I just. Where um, was it? Well, I did the, the 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 circuit for four and a half years from you know from when I was 18, and after five weeks, I was spotted by Bob Mortimer. Oh really? Yeah. So I was really, really, really lucky. But I did do four and a half years of slogging around the circuit and gigging, and I'm I'm sure that is what I thought I would be doing for the rest of my career. When you told your parents you wanted to be a comedian, yeah. what did they say? Uh, you know the great Bob Monkhouse line? No. I said I wanted to be a comedian. They laughed. They're not laughing now. <laughs> um, uh, very good. Well, my father was very, very um, excited at the prospect hmm. and very encouraging. Why? Why? Um, because I think he, I used to make him laugh. And he was a huge fan of comedy, and he introduced me to people like Jack Benny and Mel Brooks and, um, you know, comedians growing up. And my parents loved, you know, Mike Yarwood. They used to go and watch Mike Yarwood being filmed and um, 
Malcolm and Wise. They went to Malcolm and Wise recordings and met them and stuff like that. They were, you know, my dad was a big comedy fan and he introduced me to Monty Python. And I remember my parents showing me 40 Towers when I was a kid. And my dad was excited about that, uh, uh, you know. Um, my mum was a little anxious, completely understandably, because um, I wanted to be an actor. And, but I'd gone to this private school, which was very academically minded, called Haberdashers. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, I wanted to be an actor. And I had been an actor. I was in the National Youth Music Theatre when I was 13. I was oh, in a West End, West End play when I was 14. Went to which, open auditions and one? got in. It was called The 15 Streets. It was a Catherine Cookson novel. Right. And um, when I was 16, I got into the National Youth Theatre. So, you know, in, 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 which is where I met David Williams. Uh, that was in 1990. So, yeah, you know, I was going to be an actor because I was already doing that. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I wanted to do. And that's what I was going to do. And... For a, you know, and I and I was uh, I went to university to do theatre, film and television, Bristol, and university, and so that was the trajectory. And my mum was understandably anxious when one year before the end of university, uh, I said, oh, "Oh, actually, I'm going to go off and do this full time." You know, because the deal I had with my the deal I had with my parents, which I think is very reasonable, which is, if you want to be an actor, that's fine, but you have to be prepared that you won't be acting most of the time. And therefore, you know, you need to get a degree so you can go and teach, teach. English and drama teach. in schools. Okay. So if you can teach acting when you're not acting yourself, you will have a livelihood, you know. And I didn't come from a family with limitless funds. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 we didn't, I couldn't be bankrolled yeah. like that. You yeah. know, my parents, my mum had three jobs, you know. And, what and, did your dad do? Uh, my dad... When I was very young, had a, a, a an aluminium a, a company that traded in aluminium. But he, um, you know, he, he died quite young. But he was uh, oh, he was a driver. You know, he was he would drive. He had a a nice car and would drive important or famous people around. You know, and and he would always come home and go, oh, you know, I drove this celebrity today and that celebrity today. And I get very excited when he'd say, you know, he drove um, Paul Daniels once and said he was lovely and he arrived early. And Paul and Daniels and Debbie McGee invited him in and they gave him breakfast, which I thought was very nice. Oh, that's really Yeah, lovely. occasionally he'd say, oh, I drove this person, they weren't very nice. Your, your mum did three jobs? Yeah, so understandably, my family were, my mum was anxious about the idea, there's that word anxious again, the idea of me leaving university without a degree to, to go um, try and make a living in one of the most precarious professions in the world. Um, this was coupled with um, uh, two other factors. One was, you know, my grandmother, and I understood this when I did um, Who Do You Think You Are? And I went to where my grandmother had studied. My grandmother wanted to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And um, she was studying first to be a nurse. And then Jews were not allowed to study in Germany. And so she was prevented from completing her studies. Um, and... I understand now why she was so opposed to me not getting my degree when I think about how she herself... Because she wanted... That's all she really wanted. ...had wanted for herself was to be able to complete... You know, and so her, she, she'd ended up being a nurse, but, it, you know, she should have been a doctor. She was fiercely intelligent. Because she was very clever. Yeah, and would have been a great doctor. So there was that. Plus, my mum had come to see me on stage a couple of times and I had died on my ass. Oh, when she no. came and I was doing a weird act. I mean, it was performance art, really, more than stand up. And I was 18 and she came to see me do gigs where I played to silence. She came to see me do gigs where I got booed off. Oh my so God. when I told her, oh, I'm going to do this. I mean, I think her being mortified is a very natural response. And she really only, you know, even when I was on like shooting stars, we, if we were out and we were walking past a restaurant or, or somewhere that was advertising a vacancy that she had a job saying. in the window, she was like, maybe you should go and do that. And I'd be like, Mum, I'm on, I'm I'm on, on telly. I'm on telly. She's but like, I yeah, but you like don't know. with you, Jesse. Right. And when I got adverts, when I, when I started doing adverts for Cadbury's Cream Egg and they offered me a two-year deal to be the Cadbury's Cream Egg man, and, that was the, uh, and I got enough money to put a down payment on a flat... That is, was the moment my mum said, OK, I think, okay. I think we're going to be, you might be OK here. Because mm -hmm. I was 25 and I was able to put a deposit down on a flat, which is, 
not in London, which not everybody could do. But that wasn't because of shooting stars directly or because so, of stand-up. It was because I was doing some commercials. So you met Bob Mortimer and then shooting stars happened, what, quite quickly after? I or? met Bob Mortimer in... Nove- I started doing stand-up in October 92. And I met Bob Mortimer in November 92. And then... Um, he brought along producers to see me. So I ended up doing stand-up on some TV shows. And he was my kind of mentor, my champion. And everybody needs one, you know. And I was very lucky that he was mine. And a couple of other people were very encouraging. Jerry Sadowitz was very encouraging. He was a very big deal when I was starting out. And he was a great, he was very, a real champion of mine as well. So I was very lucky. And my, my act was really strange. Like, tell us about it. Can so I explain? played this character called yeah. Sir Bernard Chumley, who I did... In Little Britain. Yeah. It's a much more toned down performance in Little Britain. It was wild. It was loud. It was filthy. It was semi-improvised. I was running around the stage screaming at people. It was it was performance art, really. Um, Did people but, enjoy that character? And is that why you I mean, people loved it or hated it. I mean, right, it was complete okay. marmite. So some gigs I'd be booed off. Other gigs I would be opening as Sir Bernard, and then they'd make me encore, which you really shouldn't encore unless you're closing because it makes it hard for the next act to follow, which I didn't know that. And I didn't know, I didn't know that, like, you don't do that. And then I did, I think I opened a show and got an encore, and then the act after me got booed off. And then I thought, and I was very apologetic, somebody said that happened because... Of you. Of you. And I apologise, I never ever did that again. And one, there was one time where they were just going encore, encore, encore after I'd opened a show and I came back on stage and I sort of, I did literally told one joke and then went off again. Is that so allowed? I acknowledge, yeah, because I think you've got to acknowledge what's going on in the room. And that was what was going on in the room. And if I hadn't done, the audience just wouldn't stop. The compare was on, but they just decided they wanted oh me back. God. So I went back on, got the applause, did one gag and then got off again. I think that's, I think that's fair enough. Did your mum... When Little Britain came out, was she like, you need to stop misbehaving? Or was she like, this is brilliant? Or did it kind of rub her up the wrong way? No, I don't think... I think all of those things, in that there were some sketches she absolutely loved. There were some sketches that she didn't like. Um, You know... Which uh, one did she love? What did she like? I think she liked um, Fat Fighters. Oh, the the Weight Watchers one. Yeah, because we had been... I mean, look, those sketches are the creation of me and David. So I can't say, oh, I came up with it or anything, Mm, because I wouldn't. Uh, uh, Marjorie Dawes started on Shooting Stars, actually. And in answer to your other question, it was about two and a half years after Bob saw me that we did Shooting Stars. And he'd been mentoring you. Yes, yes, but I'd been in in another show of theirs before. Um, Two years after we met, I was in The Smell of Reeves and Mortimer as their kind of right-hand man. So um, just to pick up from that. But... um, uh, you know, when I was 13, I got very big uh, uh, weight-wise and um, the doctor said, you need to go to Weight Watchers. And so me and my mum went to Weight My mum wasn't big at all, but we went to Weight Watchers and we did the Weight Watchers diet. And I lost a lot of weight, which I, ne- I didn't keep off, but I lost a lot of weight. And we had this very, very lovely instructor, unlike Marjorie, is not lovely at all. But we had a very nice instructor called Barbara. She was great. I really liked her. Very supportive. But she used to say, got any new members? Any new members? And I just, it's just stuck with me. So, uh, you know, I used to, D- David Walliams was also a chubby kid. And so, you know, when I was telling him about Weight Watchers, you know, it felt like a good setting. We both decided to, to where Marjorie should go. So I think my mum really liked those sketches because there was, you know, she knew that environment. Um, I think she didn't like... You know, the sketches where um, Judy and Maggie, you know, they're projectile vomiting. Or she said she didn't like Bitty. But when we first showed Bitty, when the, the, an adult who's still breastfed, when we first showed Bitty to the studio audience, because everything was either filmed in front of an audience or shown to an audience. That's how we knew whether it was funny or not. Yeah. And when we first showed Bitty to the audience, I hid and watched my mum because I knew she was going to complain about it. And I watched her and she laughed her head off. Oh. And so after the show, she said, well, I'm not sure about that one at all. <laughs> and I said, well, you were sure about it when we showed it because I watched you and you were laughing. I made a point of coming out into the audience, just sneaking, and you were laughing a lot. Do you think, I was a chubby kid, and do you think being funny kind of was a form of survival as well? Or yeah, I mean, I was uh, um, overweight, no hair. I lost my hair when I was six years old. 
struggling with my sexuality, was not athletic. I was, you know, I had very bad asthma and eczema as a kid. And, and you know, my parents had divorced. My dad was in prison. There was, you know, it was, it was like, it was uh, enough already. Tough game. As we say, enough, yeah. enough yeah. already. <laughs> enough already. So, so um, yeah, I think I channeled that into, you know, being in my bedroom, listening to... Uh, the, the the soundtracks of musicals, imagining myself on stage. I used to watch um, Saturday Live and Friday Night Live on Channel Four, and watch the Jasper Carrot Show with uh, and with um, uh, and Punt and Dennis and people like that. And I used to um, plug my tape recorder into the 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 video and record all the comedy routines to listen to. And then I used to go to school, and I didn't have that many friends at school. And I would go to school. And um, I had these, a Sony Walkman, you know, and I had the, or a knockoff, and I had earphones, but one of the earphones didn't work, you know, like it was only worked on one side. But I, in the playground, I would be, I mean, sometimes I would be playing football with other people yeah. or I'd be in the math society on the computers, but or a stamp, I was a big stamp collector because my grandfather was a philatelist. And, um, but often I would be sat uh, listening to recordings from Jasper Carrot, Punt and Dennis, um, Saturday Night Live, and you know, performing those them in the playground. Saturday Live, no, not performing no, them, just but, listening but to them, memorizing them. Yeah, and then really, you know, that was in the late eighties, and by the early nineties, I was on the circuit with some of those comedians. That's crazy. Yeah, so I remember gigging with Nick Ravel, and I knew every word of a Nick Ravel routine because I'd listened to it umpteen times. ask you yeah. what your last supper is starter main pud drink of choice oh i see oh gosh um well i'll tell you what is it going to be processed food or no so for the starter i'll i'll do matzo ball soup you're making your own last supper am i making it myself no you don't have to but are you going to choose your one or your mother's uh, um katz's deli oh what it's awful it's good matzo ball soup there. No, because the matzo ball's massive. I like the I like the I like the wow. the girth of the and the of of the matzo ball, but yeah. the the soup is not good enough. I had good. Oh, I had a, really? I had a good day. I, I had thought good it was soup. just really salty. I okay, had a good, all right. a good soup there. Cats is deadly. Why? Where's better chicken soup? Probably your house and mum's. Yes, but like in it where you would pay for. I it. think it's really hard. It's hard to get good. It's chicken really soup. hard. Yeah, I mean, very few places serve matzo ball soup in this country as well. Let alone in, I mean, in New York and LA, you find some. You know what? I really like the Whole Foods chicken soup. So sue me. No, but does it have? Jessie. I don't what it, care. What has it got in it's it? It's got like brown rice in it, and it's like mum's chicken soup, and it tastes really nice. Okay, I'll give it a try. Okay, fine. So, so are you doing matzo ball soup? Yeah, I'll from do Katz's Deli. I like that. Okay, fine. Um. I'll get the breast of chicken princess. Uh, I won't have the asparagus on it. Darling, they, will you have the Yes, please. That they serve in um, Oslo Court. Where's Where? Oslo Court? What? what are you talking about? Hold on, is this this place in North London? In St John's Wood. That's like... In a block of flats. When I was on... Has when Jay I was Rayner on, talked about this? Yes, without a doubt. When I was on... Um, wow, look at that. When I was on Desert that, Island is Discs. Is that plum cooked, Mum? Thank you. you yes. I might go... Yeah, well, I'll be good. I'll be good. Jesse. Have you good. got your pen? Yes, in my bag. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, when Jeez, I was on... Tonight. Enjoy. I will. Oh, ice cream. When I was on... Um, Desert Island Desert Island Discs. Discs. And can, can I... Just as a, as a sort of... Um, it's a slight going off piece here, but they no. asked me before they asked Walliams. When I was on <laughs> Desert yeah, Island Discs... We'll stay in, don't worry. I think it's worth saying. When I was on Desert Island Discs, for my luxury item, yeah. I took that restaurant. I love that. Yeah. So I'll have their Breast of Chicken Princess because it comes with... It's silver service and it comes with, like, just loads of different vegetables. You can have the peas. And they'll go... They, sometimes they just come up and they give you a luck Just do you want some? Edge. Roast potatoes, chips, and sauté potatoes, and mashed potatoes. They put it all on your plate. Oh wow! Well, that's I'm slightly overcarbed at that point, okay. but um, I would I would go for their uh, breast of chicken princess. Also, the service is terrific there. And have you, I don't know if you've been in there. I've never but been. It's, it's all Jews and criminals. <laughs> and there's an element have of overlap. Have you ever been to Cantor's in LA? Yes, of course. I, I lived in LA for seven years. They're so rude to you. They well, I was are there. Elderly I was there two two weeks ago, and they were not rude at all. Oh, they, they were very were. nice. What was yeah. your order? I had chicken soup, matzo ball soup. Yeah. 
So, okay, so Oslo Court. Yeah. I'm going to have to go there. You're going to have to go there. Okay, so that's your main. What's yeah. your pud? Vianetta. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we better have some ice cream then. Nice. It's a good day when Viennetta's you know, in the freezer. I had a moment. I bought this house in, in LA and it was really nice. It was like a big old thing, the big old spread. Yeah. And I had this moment. I arrived in West Hollywood and um, I walked around the supermarket and I went to the freezer and they've got every type of ice cream you can imagine. Yeah. Their Haagen-Dazs is very different to what we get here. Although uh, Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream is better here than in America because it's got those tiny little, tiny little nibs of chocolate inside there mm. but their, their one doesn't but they got but i looked no vianetta and i suddenly thought i had a slight existential panic which is have i moved to the wrong country <laughs> is it too late to sell my house can i live in a country without vianetta do you always have it in your freezer no i should do though i like quite like they do they do a butterscotch one which tastes like walls romantica which i used to love which they don't do anymore i, I think they do it in ireland but not walls here romantica. Oh, yeah, was romantica was romantica was lovely it, it was, was like a viennetta but there was a cake some, it, was, it a was, cake. was a cake and it was butterscotch you're too young <laughs> um no but what other desserts do i like uh, come on oh oh all right my stepfather ralph yeah does a very good lotion pudding Ooh. oh we've made lotion pudding yeah. is it with apple because you don't No, eat he does it with sultanas he oh, does it yeah. without apple for me, yeah. Well, nice. he did it without apple when I came. And you um, loved it. Yeah, lotion pudding's great. So do people know that's vermicelli? Yeah. With, like, icing sugar. And, and an and egg. An egg and sultana. And then you cinnamon, boil the... Cinnamon, maybe. Some cinnamon, vanilla. Cinnamon, vanilla. And then you put it in the oven and kind of bake Darling, it. Darling, do you want it's, some ice cream? God, I'll have a little bit. Thank you very much. I'm sorry we didn't get the Viennetta in. Um, I didn't ask. No, I, you I, didn't. I can, Viennetta I can buy. What okay, is this so, like? Uh, this is, this New is York really, Times. it's really yummy. I don't doubt. But I'm sure it's delicious. And I think the the, the plums are cooked. Mm. Um, Should we'll I say Viennetta? I mean, there must be. No, yeah, I, I was going to go with lock, lock, I love that. Pudding, no, pudding. I love that. You can have both. I'm um, have, and your drink of choice? Pepsi Max Lime. Although I have talked, I've spoken about this before. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know why. It's got and this is alchemy. That's why. Got my um, napkin. Hello, cat. Are you Pepsi okay with cats? Yeah. I mean, I'm allergic to them. I just don't have to. Oh my God. No, but I just don't stroke them. Okay. That was delicious. Was it? I really enjoyed it. I don't know what. I'm going to scrape. I'm, I'm supposed to be in the leotard in about a week, but I'm just going to oh, like, scrape okay. a bit more. Scrape a bit more. Yeah. That's <laughs> really nice. Mmm. I'm enjoying it, Mum. Do you like karaoke? Yeah, darling? I like karaoke. Which song would you sing? Cobra Cabana. Oh, oh, Barry. You'd be really hmm. good at that. I mean, it's fun, isn't it? Because everyone joins in with that one as well. That's yeah. a really good one. Mm. I think that's generous. I did <laughs> Islands in the Stream as well. Who with? David. Someone at university. Did it go down well? Yeah, it did. Oh, I went to but a bar once about voice, 20 years so ago. it's quite a bit cheating. That's kind 20 of years. You. About 20 years ago, I went to a, like a real spit and sawdust bar in Florida. And, um, you know, it was all like straight dudes and they were singing country and Western songs. Oh and God. I sang Stars from Les Miserables. And I smashed it. I will say I smashed it. <laughs> and people were coming up, you know, no, people were like, what are you doing? But they're not, they were all right about you, it, actually. It's one of the few musicals I'm not keen on. You don't like Les Mis? No. Have you not seen it I've, twice? Really? I've yeah. never seen it. I've only seen the film. A bit miserable. No, well, yeah. Mom. Do you like, um, have you ever seen Pippin? No. No, people don't know it. It's a wonderful No, film. I know yeah. it. I know of it. I, I tell it. you, one of the best musicals that I ever saw was in New York called The Wiz. Yeah, they're, they're, was... they're doing it again. They're not. They are. Oh, they're... my God. Announced the today. Announced today. you no. got to keep on, keep yep. on down the road. Down the road, yeah. Maybe I'll get my kids to watch that this it's weekend. It's just the best. Mm. It I've was seen such it an amazing... I saw it in New York, but, I mean, when in 1976... So, Did you? Yeah. Wow. Because the film is Diana Ross ago. and Michael Jackson. Yeah, but it wasn't as good as the musical. Yeah, I've heard it's best on stage. The musical yeah. is amazing. I'd Did you ever see, see Dreamgirls? I saw it. I've got a funny story about that. I saw it on the film, which I thought was very good. Yeah. My oh. mum and stepdad went to see it and they didn't. It wasn't for them. Really? Yeah, My mum shouted out. She said, go on, girl. They didn't like it. Um, it just... Um, my mom, I said to my mum, what did you think of Dreamgirls? She went, oh, oh. Why? Like that. I said, it's great. Oh. 
she does this song. She does this song, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going. I said, all right, we get it, leave us alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I loved it. I cried when I heard that song. Oh my god, that's so great. naughty. That's the film, the, fil- the film for that is very good as well. I think oh, I've never seen it on so stage, good. but I like I like the, the Dreamgirls movie. Um, apart from Oslo Court, mm. are there any other food places that you, you know, may take us out? Darling, to? not London centric, please. No, I don't know. Either. Oh, he okay. might have performed in Edinburgh. I didn't or say Newcastle. London. Oh, right, yeah. All right, Miss. Okay. Yeah. BBC. Trying to be a bit diverse there. Hmm. But you can also. I went to a place on the Isle of Man once. Um, No, I did. You're just doing it to make us laugh. No, I did. No, I did go to a place on the Isle of Man, and they served. um, And I mean, I I just—I've never seen this in a restaurant. But actually, I think it is a thing. It was. um, I had bangers and mash, but they served it inside a giant Yorkshire pudding. Oh, did you like that? Couldn't finish it, but it was very nice. How delicious. Yeah, that was on the Isle of Man. I don't know if they're still there. That was nice. Um, outside London. No, I think that was very good. That was very good. Are you going on a book tour? Yes. So where will you be going? I'm going to, to do some book festivals. I think I'm doing Hay. Fab. Uh, uh, Cheltenham. Wow. Um, quite, a few, quite a few book festivals. I'm going to lots of schools to meet kids and tell them about my book. And teach them some of the songs. Um, Matt, Matt, it's been such a pleasure Thank to you. meet you. You are so lovely Don't and interesting and talented. And the boy that slept through Christmas sounds so exciting yeah. and beautiful. And I can't wait for my children to enjoy it. And Thank I can't you. wait to see it on the stage and see it as a three-part thriller you know, you musical can... in... I can't wait for it. Thank you. You can buy the book, obviously, the audio book, the e-book, whatever. But if you're just curious to hear the music, yeah. go to the boy, theboywhoslept.com. Okay. Theboywhoslept.com and you can hear all the songs there. Great. Can't wait. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank I you hope, so much. I Good luck with promo everything. Promo Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for eating the chicken. And Thank, Thank you for you cooking for, for me. How lovely. Thank, Thank you for eating a, a plum tart, even though you have an EpiPen I, ready. I did. Yeah, but it was. But it's cooked. So when it's cooked, it's fine. But it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Was it? Did you like the recipe, good old Jamie Oliver? That was a bit like Ottolenghi, what he made for us. What's it called? A freehand? Freehand? I don't know, but it's New York Times. Delicious. I don't know what makes it a fucking tort, though. It's a cake, Mum. I don't know, but it looks quite nice, doesn't it, with the plums stuck in? You make the batter and then you push the plums in. Mum, it was all really delicious. Yeah. Jamie Oliver's, that's Eki Chicken. Yeah, from Skopelos. He cooked it on the island of Skopelos first. I... I really like that. And thank you, Ginger Pig, for the biggest chicken I've, I've ever seen. I've never seen such a bird. <laughs> I know. Steve? It was a big bird. Big bird. Uh, uh, speaking as a big bird myself, that was a big bird. That was really delicious. Thank you to Matt Lucas for coming over. His book, The Boy That Slept Through Christmas, sounds, sounds gorgeous. so wonderful. And he seems so proud of it. Yeah. And I just love chatting to him. He was great. Thank you to everyone who is listening and who continues to listen to the podcast. And if you do have messages for us, send them in at hello at tablemannerspodcast.com. And we'll see you next week. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.